Hey there, my name is Brennan White and I'm on the City Heart production team. I just wanted to inform you that there were a few technical issues in the recording of this podcast, but we did our best in post-production to try and alleviate these as much as possible for you. Regardless, this is a really powerful message and I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Andrea and you're listening to the City Heart Podcast. We hope that this series inspires you, challenges you, and propels you to dive deeper into your relationship with God. Enjoy the message. Man, we've been in a series called Living on a Prayer, right? And, and uh, Living on a Prayer. And so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 20. John chapter 20. And I've got some guests today, and they're going to make their way up as I read uh, these passages here. So John chapter 20, in verse 24, it reads like this. It says, now Thomas, also known as Didymus, or as we like to say, Puff Didymus. No, I'm just playing. As Didymus, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And a week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. And, and though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, put your finger here into, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. And Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. And then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. If you have something, man, stick it there in that passage in John. We're going to come back to that a little bit later, but I want to check out one more passage here as I normally do, and that's in Philippians chapter 4. And if, uh, if you're watching us online, you can go to the YouVersion Bible app. I always put my, our notes up there, and you can check them out here. All the scriptures stay up there all week so that you can dive in for yourself. But let's take a look at Philippians chapter 4. We're going to read verses 4 through 7, and then we're going to jump into this message. Philippians 4 verse 4 says this. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. And I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all, for the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. Come on now, in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Teaching a message today from this series, Living on a Prayer, called Hold On to What You've Got. Hold on to what you've got. Bow your heads. Let's take a moment here to pray. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. Lord, for this is a day that you have made, and Lord, we rejoice and we're glad in it, and we are so grateful for this opportunity that we have to worship together and, con- and to connect together, but Lord, we're so grateful for this opportunity that we have to look 
into your word, your word that is truth, your word that is life, your word that helps us to understand and to know clearly who you are and what you desire for us in our lives. And so, Lord, I pray as we take a dive into this word, as we look deeply into your word, that you would help it to come alive for us, help us to see it in a new way, help us to understand more the context of what you're trying to explain to us in your word, Lord, so that we can have an understanding and have a knowledge of you that maybe we didn't have before. And Lord, that we'd have an appreciation of all that you've done, Lord, to to, to give us a life that we can be connected to you in. And so, God, I pray in this moment that you would, Lord, bless us. Lord, decrease us in this moment, that you would speak through us, through me. And, God, we pray that your word goes forth today with power and anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to take a seat here. Man, as you can see, I have two guests with me. I have Joe on my left, who's a man on our pastoral team here at, at City Heart Church and serves in so many amazing ways and does, man, just such an awesome job of uh, taking care of the things that I can't take care of a lot of times. He does great. And we have Nefertiti, who's actually one of our trustees. She works in our kids department. Nefertiti does a little bit of everything. She's an amazing, gifted teacher, mom, wife, um, man. And so I'm so glad to have them, uh, man, teaching this message with me today. And it's obviously, this is something that we've never done here at City Heart. And I love when I get to do things like that, because then my wife can fuss at me about it later about why we didn't do it. But anyway, right, so we kicked off last week, uh, this series last week, conveying really our desire that you, that everyone um, would have a life that's built on prayer, that we'd have a life uh, that wouldn't just be where it's prayer is kind of a thing that we do every once in a while, but actually that it would be a part of your life and it would be a part of your lifestyle. That prayer would be, man, an amazing part of, of what you do. And in and, and a way, not just to ask for things, because I think sometimes that's the way that we look at prayer. Well, this is just my time to ask for stuff. But really what we want it to be is a time where you actually enter, enter into a dialogue and a conversation with the Lord, that you have a connection and a place with him and, and you begin to discern what he wants for your life and, and, and that you spend quality time with God. And so we've been, man, in 21 days of prayer, right? And we've been doing this. I think this is day eight today. Day seven, my shows. Look, days are running together. So many days, right? But this is day eight, and hopefully by now you've forgotten what day of prayer that it was, right? That you were you praying just because you woke up today and and God allowed you to see another day, right? That's how much we believe that prayer should be a part of your life, and and it's, it is so that whenever you endeavor to do anything in your life, that when you whenever you endeavor to do or to achieve or to reach a goal or a dream that you have or whatever's burning in your heart, that man, that you would see prayer as the vehicle in which to do it, right? That prayer wouldn't, as, 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 as I said before, that it wouldn't just be a hobby that you see it as a vehicle to Lord, man, the things that I'm trying to achieve because I've built a relationship with you, man, now I can jump into those things, man, and I can heal and I can overcome those things that I'm trying to get to in my life. And so last week we said that, of course, that look, prayer requires faith. That prayer requires faith. If you're going to pray in any way, man, we have to know that prayer requires, pray, requires faith. And so that's why we said, hey, we are living on a prayer, right? So, so when we're living on a prayer, really, right, we're living on a prayer, but what's encompassed in that truth, what's encompassed in, what we're, in, in us saying that we're living on a prayer is also that we're living on faith, 
So when we say we're living on prayer, that's great, but actually we're saying that we're living on faith, right? Romans 1.17 says the righteous will live by faith, right? It's saying that you're living on some faith, right? As much as we're living on a prayer, if I'm going to pray, I have to know that prayer requires faith. And so, man, I'm living on faith just as well. And, and it lets us know that the greatest display of our faith is seen in our prayers, that, man, the, the greatest display that we'll ever give of our faith, why? It's, it's, it's us believing, right? So the greatest display of our faith is, us, is seen in our prayers it's because we're believing that the words that we're speaking, the words that we're declaring to God, and even the listening that we're doing in the prayer moment, that, that we declare to God those things that we declare, that those things will happen, right? That's what we're believing for, that not only am I speaking words, but I'm speaking words and I'm, I'm, I'm saying something that's going to actually happen, that I'm putting some faith behind the words that I'm saying, that I'm not just speaking, right? And, and it's because, right, we said this last week that um, the prayer or the, the fulfillment of the prayer is not predicated on your ability to ask. A lot of times we think, well, it's, it's about me, and maybe I didn't pray the prayer right. It's not dependent upon you asking, right? It's, the, it's really predicated and dependent upon God's power to fulfill the prayer that you prayed, right? And so our job is to believe in God and to have faith in him, right, and to align our wills, right, with his will, right? We, let, we read uh, Mark eleven twenty two last week that says this. It says, have faith in God that we're not dependent on ourselves, but actually have faith in God. And Jesus answered, truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when we read that verse, a lot of times we can read it and, and, and think, man, that sounds too good to be true. Come on, I'm not the only one that's ever thought that. When you read that verse, it's like, Lord, a mountain, Lord, really? A mountain? A mountain, right? You can, you can think that for a moment, Lord, that, that sounds too good to be true. And in fact, there's a part in the middle of it, right? When you read it, and we kinda, you can kind of breeze past it if you're not paying attention, but there's a part in the middle of it that, that feels like the fine print that you see when you get an offer like that, a feel too, feels too good to be true offer. You know, there's always some at the bottom that says you actually didn't win this prize, right? There's, there's a print there, right, that you, when you're reading this verse, it's, right, it's actually a big key for us but I recognize that it's also a big struggle for us that we deal with. And it's planted right in the middle of that verse. And it says this, it says, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart. Man, that's tough for us. If we're honest, that is a tough thing is us dealing with the doubt in our hearts. And it's what comes up right in the, let me put it this way. It's the if moments of our lives. It's the if moments, right? It's, it's those if moments, right? And if is a word that's associated with our wonder, what we're dreaming for, what we're hoping for, what we're looking to achieve, but it's also associated with our worry. I wonder if this is going to happen. Man, I'm worried that, man, if this goes this way, right? Come on, we've said those things before, right? You say it in, in, in the wonder times, in the good times, man, I wonder if God will actually do this, but it comes up when we worry too. God, man, I wonder if this thing is going to work out this way, right? And we're praying in that way. And so many of us have faith, but it's hard for us to hold on 
to what we've got because doubt comes in. It's not that you don't have faith, but, it, but it's hard for us to hold on to it and to maintain our faith through every situation because of the doubt that creeps in. And that's why I asked Joe and Nefertiti to come on because here's what I recognize. It's one thing for the pastor to say it. And then sometimes what can happen is because we don't get practical application or we don't hear real life experience or other people outside of the pastor saying it, then sometimes you don't believe it. It goes in one ear and out the other. But I don't want that during this time. I want us to really, really believe, right, the words that God says to us and deal with the doubt that we have so that we can hold on to the faith that we've got. Right. And so I'm going to ask them a few questions here as I as we kind of converse and and they're going to add into this message today. Right. Right. Here's the thing. All of us deal with Thomas like doubt issues. All of us have those moments where it's, it's hard for us to believe unless we see. And some of us have been walking with Jesus for a while and have seen him work miracles for others and for us. Yet still we seem right doubtful or about God and we need proof that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Can I get an amen right there? Right? Sometimes we need that. And man, how big, and I'll ask you guys this and, and, and Nefertiti, I'll start with you. How big of a challenge is believing or not doubting in your heart for you when it comes to prayer? How, how big of a, of a challenge is that for you? So it's so interesting, um, PK, because as you're sitting and as you're speaking, I'm like, oh gosh, yes, I deal with that. I deal with that. I have that issue. Um, but with that question there, um, my biggest issue, I would say, is not so much believing the vision that he gives me, but it's believing that I have what it takes to fulfill that vision. Wow. Or I have what it takes to, I'm like, God, are you sure? I'm not ready yet, God. I'll be ready one day. So I keep pushing it off. Mm. And so I've learned that um, I have to trust in him. And in that moment, I'm relying on me, right? I'm mm. not relying on him because I'm saying I don't have enough. Well, he knows that. And that's why I'm supposed to lean on him. So that's where I see my biggest struggle with belief is believing that if he says I am a conqueror, I am a conqueror. That's if right. he says he's going to provide me with what I need, that he will provide me. So it's, it's believing not so much in the big vision that he's giving me, because I believe it's going to happen, but it's a matter of... No, it's a matter of... That's good. That's really good. That's really good. Joe, I'll swing you the same question. Man, how big of a challenge is believing or not doubting in your heart um, for, you know, when, when it comes to praying? What's, what's, what's that challenge for you like? Um, just very transparent. I was hoping you wouldn't ask me this question. <laughs> uh, you, you sent me this list. I was, I was hoping you'd just take turns. <laughs> um, it's a huge challenge for me. Uh, you know, I've shared that with Pastor Larry and and Miss Edda, and, 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 and so many times, I, I just think back of something that happened that would, that would maybe spur some doubt for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, God, you didn't work then, so why would you work now? Mm-hmm. And um, so that was, that was very difficult for me to overcome. But what I found is, is that when I get to that position, it's more about 
the way I pray and, and the things that I say and how eloquent do, do I remember the scriptures and, um, oh, if I'd have just said it like Pastor Larry said mm. it the other day, mm. or if I'd have just done it like, uh, like Pastor, uh, you know, Pastor Kevin does it when he prays for us. And, um, and then I realize it becomes very much about my process and, and, and how I do it and, and my method. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to think back and, and really when it comes to, um, believing in something, like I, I was adopted and so, um, my dad would always tell me, you know, tell me that I was chosen. And he, he just really told me that all the time. Mm-hmm. Didn't even really know what it meant. Uh, but then I started meeting other people that were adopted as well. And they really had a hard time feeling abandoned. Mm-hmm. And my first word that come back was, no, I was chosen. Mm-hmm. And, and so Amen. that, uh, I think when, when I think about, like, when I'm doubting a prayer or when I'm doubting and having that faith, I remember back to God's being faithful. Like if I look at the sum total of my life and seeing how God has been so faithful in my life, it really like kickstarts mm-hmm. me believing in what I'm praying for at that mm-hmm. moment. That's really good, Joe. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said chosen because man, in that uh, comes a, there's just a confidence that's different than what other mm-hmm. people had in themselves. And, and I love that because, right, we know Hebrews 11.1, 1, right? Now faith is the confidence or the substance, as you read in the KJV, right, is what we hope for and assurance, right, in the IV, or the evidence about what we do not see. Knowing this, Nefertiti, man, does, does that change how you pray? Oh my goodness. It definitely changes how I pray. And it didn't always. So as I've grown in my spirituality, as I've, I've, as I've grown, as I've matured, as I've connected with other believers, I can now pray a little more boldly. God can tell me that this is going to happen. And even though everything around me <laughs> speaks differently, mm. right? And we've been there where nothing that is around us dictates or says that what he said is going to happen is going to happen. It's that... Um, it's that relationship, as Joe was saying, the past experiences that I can hold on to. And I say, well, you know what, God, we've been here before. And, you know, I've, my back has been up the wall before. And here I am sitting today. So you haven't left me and I know you won't. So even though everything around me says that's not going to happen, even though the enemy creeps in in my mind sometimes and says, you know, that's not going to happen. I know enough to know that God has not failed me and that one of the verses right. in the song said that and he hasn't and he never will. And so it allows me to pray with a little more boldness. It allows me to speak his words over my life, over my children's lives, over, you know, whoever it is that I'm praying for at that moment because he hasn't failed me. That's so good. That's so good. And, and I love you said the part of right, the, the past evidence and the, mm. and, the, and the past experience, because when you're reading about somebody like Thomas, one of the things that we can do in the context of that verse is you can almost think that Thomas never had any faith, Mm. that this is the first time that he's ever coming into faith with God when actually Thomas is one of the 12, Mm -hmm. right? And and he's somebody that was there when Jesus fed the 5,000, right? He was there when, you know, the woman with the issue of blood and Mm. and she touched the hem of Jesus. Like he was there. He was present, right, in those moments. And and man, he's there doing some of the most faith-filled moments of Jesus' time. So he has that experience and he was an active participant in those things as well. And, and, and we can look at Thomas like, man, he doesn't have faith. But, but because of all they had been through as disciples, I can also recognize that doubt comes in. Mm-hmm. 
right? Jesus is crucified on the cross and you feel like, well, the, the faith that I was connected to is now gone, right? right? The, the faith that I, that I was a part of, right, has, has now left me, right? And we recognize, right, that the doubt that comes in, right, that doubt is, is, is from the enemy. And so we see Thomas in, in a moment where he's having trouble having to hold on to, right, to the faith that he's held, that he's had before. He's trying in this moment, right? The, the other disciples are like, well, we, we just saw Jesus. And he's yeah. like, well, let me see his side. Mm -hmm. right. Let mm -hmm. me, you know, I, I haven't seen the dude yet. And Jesus comes walking through the wall and still mm -hmm. he has to touch his side in mm -hmm. order to mm -hmm. fully grasp and, and, and understand, right? who right who Jesus was in that moment and that he was actually fulfilling everything that he was supposed to do and so what we see Jesus do in John 20 is so pivotal because he is giving Thomas proof and, and evidence right and sometimes we act like we don't need that but sometimes we need to know that Lord your word is being fulfilled in my life some sometimes we just man we need to know that and it and it helps to build his faith in that moment and so uh, for many of us we need to take steps in our own lives to build our faith and, and sometimes we don't do that and that's the reason why we run into doubt is because we're praying but we haven't built up the faith enough to even pray the prayers that we're trying to pray. Mm. Amen. And so when we get to the moments when, when we're trying to pray, right, it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, it's like trying to drive a car on an empty tank. Mm -hmm. yeah. We haven't yeah. done what we needed to do to go, right? You haven't put any go-go juice in the tank, right, to go, right? We haven't put any gas in the car to make it, right? And, and with our prayers, look, we need to build our faith. We need to put some gas in there into our lives so that, right, we can operate in the faith, right, that, that we have. So let me ask you this, Joe. How do you build your faith? What's one of the ways or some of the ways that you personally build your faith or how do you maintain your faith to pray through all the situations that occur in your life, especially what we're going through now? Sure, sure. Um, I, I love this question, though. Um, <laughs> just about, uh, you know, because building something means you're not there yet. It means it's, mm. if you're having to build it, it means you're not arrived. Mm. You know, it's not there yet. Mm -hmm. that's good. And so that's such a good thing for me. Um, I remember, you know, when I f first started playing rugby, I was terrible. It was hilarious. And I'm not much better now, but I was really terrible then. And, um, and so I just started reading some things that were already known, right? Mm -hmm. I just started reading some things that were already proven. And I started saying, oh, I started reading from people that kind of knew how to play the game and, and what level you should be. And, right. and so I started writing down some, uh, like for me personally, physically, I started writing down some, okay, here's what weight I want to be at. And here's what I, skills I need to work on, right? And so uh, for my body type, it's supposed to be 160, blah, blah, blah. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But the <laughs> fact of the matter is, I, I, I wrote that down and I said, this is what I got to go for. And then I took my past experiences and built off of that moment. Mm -hmm. And so from that, I, you know, I've come up with a plan, right? I went, so I started going to the gym. I started eating better. I started doing what I needed to do, get my calorie intake. But I realized spiritually it wasn't much different for me. I had to build myself in a lot of the same way. I, have to, I had to find a truth. I had to find something that was known and proven. Right. Yes. And, and in, in God's word, something that I had seen before work. And so I started there. And so one, one thing, so we're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting right now. And, and you had the uh, prayer cards on the, on the seat. One of them I wrote down was for uh, my brother-in-law. And I hope he's listening. I don't know. But, uh, but I wrote down my brother-in-law. 
And so I had to go back to uh, one scripture I went back to was First Timothy chapter 2, uh, verses uh, 3, 4, and 5. And I'll read it out of the King James. So, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of our God and Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Mm-hmm. All men. I had to hold on to that. And then, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men. Guess who that mediator wasn't? Mm-hmm. It wasn't me. So that's good. <laughs> and, <laughs> sorry. Uh, and the man, Christ Jesus. And so I had to, okay, so I went to that scripture and I said, okay, this I know for a fact. Mm-hmm. There was, there's nothing that's going to make me doubt that moment because I've built to that point. Mm. So then at that point, I took the past experiences, past conversations we'd had together, um, just some of the things that we had talked about, some of the visions that we had talked about. And I just started praying from that point, mm-hmm. so that foundation. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a praise report, Thursday, he randomly texted Stephanie uh, and so we got to pray with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't confessed yet, but we've, we've, we've prayed with him. So you heard Stephanie, she was all over it. Amen. And I was like, man, girl. <laughs> and, uh, and so, uh, and then he texted again yesterday. He's just, and, and it, before this, he had blocked her. Mm-hmm. He had, uh, blocked her on social media and stuff like that. And so, you know, and Pastor, Pastor Ed and Pastor Larry, they have been like, hey, he's already saved. And, I'm, and that's another thing, too, just really binding with people who have that Amen. faith Amen. that maybe sometimes I don't. Oh man, that's it's, good. Anyway, yeah. I'm that's sorry. Really good. Yeah. So I love that. Cool. I love the. I love you know obviously connecting with other people in their faith and pairing it with yours, and then right believing in moments that you can't see. All that is is really good. And and, and I'll, let me jump to this. Uh, Tom, uh, Jesus tells Thomas in in, in John twenty twenty nine says because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed mm-hmm. are those who have not seen mm-hmm. yeah. and yet believe. Mm-hmm. Second Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we live by faith and not by sight, right? Romans ten seventeen. right? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. And, and Nefertiti, right? Doubt for all of us comes at most at the points when we can't see, mm-hmm. right? That's when doubt creeps in. And, and in your life, how does hearing the word right? Uh, meditating on the word, mm-hmm. right? How does that factor into what you pray mm-hmm. and also what you pray for? And, and has your prayer grown as a result, I guess, of praying these in this way? Uh, it definitely has grown because it can be the little things or the big things. I mean, my kids or anybody that's around me often will know I will pray when we're driving and I need a close parking spot. I'm going to pray about everything, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I don't just take the big things to God, but I take the little things. And and sometimes when we're believing for those big things, that's when doubt creeps in the most. But for me, my faith is growing because day by day, he is showing up and showing out, as we say, right? Mm-hmm. So I had conversations this week that were going to be so difficult, I felt. And so I took them to God. I texted a few people and I said, hey, I have some difficult things I have to say. I don't give all details, but hey, just pray for me. Pray for peace while I'm doing this. And I'm, people, you believe it or not, but every single one of those conversations that could have gone left didn't. And I just felt his peace. And I always pray, God, give me the words that will penetrate their heart, soften their hearts. Help me, Father God, to, um, to say words that are pleasing to you and that will 
be receptive on their part. And so when God shows up in those little things consistently in my life, that just continues to build my faith. I'm like, God, you did it then. Come on, I need you again. Mm. And so um, for me, you know, doubt is going to be there. Doubt is going to creep in because that's the, that's the enemy's job, right? And we know that. And, and I feel like we have to stay guarded. We have to know he's going to plant doubt. So stay guarded. Have your favorite scriptures. I do that a lot. <laughs> um, have my favorite scriptures so that when he starts to creep in with that doubt, I can say, not today. Not today. We're not going there today. And it's not always easy. But like Joe said, when you have people in your environment, people you can connect with, people you can lean on and say, hey, I'm having a day, I'm, I'm growing weary, I need you to lift me up in prayer, mm. um, then that helps. Someone, as I walked in today, said, I've been praying for you. And I said, and I can feel the effects of your prayers, and I'm so thankful. Um, so I definitely have to connect with others. And um, you don't have to tell everybody your business. I don't tell everybody. But yeah. you have those that you yeah. know, listen, they're in alignment with God's word. They believe. They have that faith. And they're willing to intercede on my behalf. And so that's really key and important for me in building my faith. Really, really powerful. Really, really powerful. Um, man, just praying the word and then having people in your life and on your team that are praying with you some of those prayers. And like you said, I love you said, they don't need to know all your businesses. They don't need to know all your business. But I think having people that you do trust, right, right that, are, that are in your life and that can speak to those things or speak into your life as well is, is really powerful and praying God's will yeah. for your life and what he says, yeah. right? And, and that's one of the prayers that we can pray. The word tells us that uh, in Ephesians 6, right, that there are types of different types of prayer that we can pray in the spirit. I believe it's 618. Um, and, and one of those is the prayer of faith or the prayer of petition. It's, it's the prayer to change things, right? And, and in a prayer of faith, there is never an if, right? We talked about those, those if moments in our lives, but when you're praying a prayer of faith, there's never an if, you know, because sometimes your people say, well, Lord, if it be your will, if it be your will, Lord, I, I want to do this. But when we're praying a prayer of faith, man, it, it's, it's not if it be your will, it is his will. Amen. And Amen. we know that and we pray, well, Lord, I know I can know I can pray this because your word says this, yeah. right? I know that your word, you know, your, your word says that you have blessed me and that you have covered me, Lord, that you want to keep me safe, right? And, and when we start praying in that way, praying not, not in the if way, right? But right. saying, Lord, Lord, I know that it is your will. Right. Then it, right, then that's how things begin, then things begin to change and people pray prayers like this wrong, right? Because and you said this, right? Sometimes we're uncertain of God's will in our lives and, and we're uncertain that God wants to do it, but rather our focus should be, you know what, God, I know that you want me to be blessed and it is, it is your will that I would have long life. With long life, you would satisfy me, right? And so it's so important that we pray in that way, right? And, the, and I love this. The prayer of faith is always based on God's revealed will in his word. Oh, that's good. Something that's important for us to know, right? That the prayer of faith is always based on God's revealed will in his word. So it's important for us to understand his will. It's important for, for us to know that it never contains an if. And, and let me say this as well, because some, it's, that can sound like, well, that means that I can't have any questions. No, I think it's okay to have questions. I think it's okay to have questions, but the questions should be not if. Mm. 
The question shouldn't be if he will do it, right? right? Because you know that he does it. Why? Because his word tells you so. For the Bible tells me so, right? <laughs> singing that, singing that with, my, with my daughter, Rachel, and I, I man, like, and, and we were, we were it was so funny. We had, took my girls to the park yesterday, and, I, and, and, and my little one's starting to talk more, and it's funny, what you put in is what you get out. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And the little girl, I mean, she, she only, we're in the car, and all she hears is worship, and so that's what comes out. And so we're in the park yesterday, and I said, you know, she, she's in this place where she's asking why, and, and, and I said, well, Rachel, I, I need you to do this. And, and, and she said, well, Daddy, I want you to do that. And I said, why? Rachel said, well, because well, well, the Bible tells me so. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, the Bible really tell you that. But you know what I love? that she said it with such confidence. Yes, yes. And I think that's a note for us is that sometimes we go into our praying lacking the confidence that we really need, right, to, to, to do certain things in our life. But God says, you know what? I want you to have confidence, right? It's okay to have those questions, but it's not if. It's he will. And that's why we read Philippians 4, 4, 7 earlier that says, look, rejoice in the Lord always. When you're rejoicing, it's an attitude that says, you know what? I'm confident of what your word says. I can rejoice because I know that your word is going to be fulfilled in my life. And it says rejoice again. It says rejoice twice. So you should be doubly happy that you (laughs) understand God's will for your life. Look, let your gentleness be evident to all for the Lord is near. And it tells us, do not be anxious about anything, but in every every situation by prayer and petition. We talked about that. What it's saying is when you pray, be praying in faith. In every situation with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And when I hear that, what I hear is that, you know, a, a lot of times we have doubt. And we come into situations and we even come into our prayers sometimes, if we're honest, we come in with an attitude of doubt. Mm -hmm. And the Lord's saying, if you would just pray my word, Mm -hmm. if you would pray what my word says and and, and my revealed will that is in my word, then I'm I'm actually going to give you peace in your prayers and in your life that's going to transcend even the situation that you're in. That man, it, even what you're going through right now, because you're praying with my will, I'm actually going to guard your heart mm-hmm. and your mind, mm-hmm. even while you're waiting to get to what you're actually praying for, right. because that's when the doubt creeps in is when we yes. can't see the end, yes. right? If I'm standing on a le- if I'm standing on one step and I can't see the next step, doubt's going to come of where am I placing my feet at, mm-hmm. right? But I feel like the Lord's saying, you know what? When you're praying my will, I've already told you what the destination is. Mm -hmm. And so you can rejoice and step out in faith Mm -hmm. into what I've called you to. So let me ask you this, and this is one of our last questions, right? Can you give me an example? And I'll ask you this, Joe, and Nefertiti as well. Can you give me an example in your life of, in your own life of when you prayed a prayer of faith, right? Uh, You prayed a prayer according to God's word and his express will. And while waiting for it to be answered or fulfilled, you had to maintain your faith you had to hold on to, to what you had on your own uh, uh yes um uh, and this this last one was probably uh with my dad just being honest um so my dad had alzheimer's but uh but before that he actually had cancer too he had a half of his kidney he only had one kidney for some mm. reason and uh it was double the size of a normal but half of it was gone and so um we, you know, I was devastated. I didn't know what to do. Uh, he was going to Nashville to get surgery, 
And he kept telling me, he said, Joe, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And, um, you know, and I'm like, yeah, sure, Dad. And then I still, like, thought about the natural, just to be perfect, perfectly honest. Um, but he went, to, he went to the hospital or the doctor, whatever it was. I can't remember now at this time. But the uh, doctor just walked in and said, you know, Mr. Reynolds, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not sure what's going on. But he said, your, your kidney's fine. Well, you just go on home, and that's, you know, you, you're good. And, um, and Dad kept telling me, he said, Joe, don't worry about it. He was telling me that all Sunday. We were praying for him at church. And, but still in my mind, I was, I was like, you know, naturally, well, what are we going to do about this cancer? Mm-hmm. You know, is he going to be on dialysis? I mean, is he going to be on a... And he wasn't. He walked right out of that. Mm-hmm. Amen. So that was huge for me. But then, um, but then uh, with Alzheimer's, you know, we prayed and prayed for healing and prayed that it would go away. And, um, you know, and then every time I, I saw him, you know, he, he still didn't remember who I was. And that's mm-hmm. okay. But, uh, but you know, and, and so that, that just hit hard. I'm like, God, you healed cancer, but is Alzheimer's off limits? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what's going on? You know, I, I, I didn't quite understand right. uh, at that time. And uh, do I understand now? No. Thankfully for Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, I don't have to lean on my own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. But what I have seen is that uh, in a way, uh, uh, it has forced me to take a leadership stance in my home that I was not willing to take. And, And I know that sounds strange, but I think that's something that dad really wanted out of me when, um, you know, before the Alzheimer's and, and he would pray for me. I'd hear him pray for me and, and really wanted me to be able to step out in, in that way. And so I, I just had to really build my faith on the fact of knowing that God had the ultimate plan in mind and he can use anything, uh, to, to, to build his glory. And he's used that in so many ways. Um, just the other day I was just thinking about things that he's told me and, um, and this is personal, so it's none of your business uh, out there. But <laughs> the things he's told me um, that really have have built me to the place of faith where I am now, where I can keep believing in that healing power that, that healed my dad's kidney. Uh, dad's Alzheimer's. Dad's healed right now. He's with God. Amen. I mean, he's up there right now Amen. waiting on me. He's probably fishing because that's <laughs> what he did. But, um, and laughing at me because I don't know how. Um, but, you know, he's healed right now. And that, but it, it has put me in a place to where I had to really start questioning where my heart was mm-hmm. and did I really believe in what the word was saying and did I really believe that God had the overall, uh, uh, overall plan and outcome and that he was taking care of me. He has and he's put me in a place where I can speak into my family that I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. And I think that was, uh, mm-hmm. that was a, I know it's a very long drawn out answer, mm-hmm. but, um, but man, you know, God's faithfulness in the big picture has really uh, helped me understand why I why I uh, had so many problems in the in the small thing. Mm. I think that's good. Neff, real quick, same yeah. question. Yeah. Uh, just an example in your own life when when you prayed a prayer of faith according to God's word um, and His expressed will, um, and while waiting for it to be answered or fulfilled, you had to maintain you know, your yeah, faith. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, uh, Joe, that you would have your example relate to your dad because that's the same thing here. And I'm going to try to make this as quick as possible. So many of you may know that a year and a half ago, um, about a year and a half ago, my dad um, passed away unexpectedly. 
And it was so, I mean, it really rocked my world. And I'm going to do this without crying, but I have to share this. So um, we were literally packing. I have tissue because I came prepared because <laughs> I'm a crier. Um, I, I am. <laughs> anyway, I, um, we were literally packing to go spend his birthday with him. And then I get a call that he passed away. And so my world crumbled mm. right before me. And I had no clue how I was going to keep getting up in the morning, mm. how I was going to take care of my kids. And so through it, I prayed and God knew. He knew my relationship with my dad. He knew how much that was going to impact me. So let me tell you about our loving father because what he did continues to this day to build my faith. And so after that happened, and as we're going, getting on the plane to go to the funeral, I'm praying and I'm praying because I'm like, God, you just have to take the will because you know I can't do it in my own might. And so church people, church family, everybody was reaching out to me. And this very special young lady here at City Heart, who I met through prayer because she came to me to pray for her one day. And although we don't know each other that well, we text all the time and we check on each other all the time. And it was because of a day that she came up for prayer. And um, when I came back from the funeral, the very first Sunday that I was back, she came over to me she handed me a note and she handed me an object and she said don't read the note now she was just checking on me and so I said okay I won't read it now but I looked down at what she handed me and only God don't tell me my father does not love me Hmm. does not love all of us right it was a wooden elephant and that makes no sense to any of you what an elephant big deal but what God knew right is that my dad collected elephants And the same elephant that she gave me, he had a set of wooden elephants, same color and everything, that I remember throughout my entire life is always in the living room on the coffee table. And when I saw this object in my hand, it was what I coined as a love sign from him to tell me, and I'm just sharing that one experience with you, but there were so many and I started charting them down because as we've said, that doubt creeps in. But when those, when those moments happen and that doubt creeps in, I can go back and say, but this is what you did for me. And Mm. this is what you did for me. And this is what you did for me. And in a moment when I felt my world crumbling, he used this young lady, bless her. He used her to be a love sign from him. And he continuously did that. And I had another friend that would just text me randomly. Little does she know how much those texts, I'm just checking on you, how meaningful those were to me and how much it allowed God's light to shine through them to impact little old me, right? How awesome. So I know that his word says, when you're feeling grief, when you're feeling sorrow, put on a garment of praise. And I tell you, it was hard for me. And through the process, I kept saying, God, I don't like this, but I trust you. I don't understand this, as you said. I don't know why this had to happen this way, but I trust you. So I know it'll be okay. Just help me through. And he did time and time again. So powerful. Oh, my God. Amen.
testimony service about to get me wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I love that though, Nefertiti, and, and, and it speaks to the realness of, of, of why we pray and why people pray for us. And, 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 and going back to, right, to the story that we read, obviously, uh, with Jesus and, and, and Thomas, I think it's so good, right, because Jesus says to Thomas, hey, put your finger here. Yeah. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believing. I think sometimes what the Lord does is he's saying, look, I'm giving you a sign. I'm yes. giving you an, a wooden elephant yes. to show you to continue to put your faith yes. in me. Yes. Continue to trust me, even when it's hard, even when it seems like the circumstances didn't necessarily go the way that you wanted, mm -hmm. but I've still got you. Yes. I'm still yes. here. I'm still present yes. in your life. And, and I love this, man, this is why we read right, Mark 11, 20, 22, 24 again. I'm just going to read verse 23, and then we'll close here. It says, truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go through Throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen. It will be done for them. Yes, yes. And, and, and I think, man, for us in this room, in this moment, it's, it's, it's so important for us in the circumstances that we're facing, in what we're praying to continue to believe. And, and, and it's almost like you're going to hear people say, well, here's a reason not to believe. Here's a reason to doubt. But the word tells me, but believe. Mm -hmm. Look, the corona's all, all over the world and it can hit everybody any moment and anything can happen. You know what? That's true. But I'm still going to believe that Amen. God is a healer. Amen. And, and maybe my finances are crazy. Maybe I'm struggling with this thing or that thing. But you know what? I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm going to still believe. I'm gonna, and we're going to still know that God is who he is. And that helps me yes. to hold on yes. to what I've got. Yes. That helps all of us to hold on to what we've got is to continue to believe that any mountain that we speak to, that when, when we're praying in faith, when we're praying with this attitude and this confidence, that despite what we see, despite what it looks like, that we maintain our faith and our confidence in God, that is vital to our prayer life. Amen. Man, I, I pray for anybody watching today that, man, maybe you're in a moment right now where it's been hard to believe or maybe doubt has been creeping into your prayer life, into your prayer time. I hope that just these few moments of hearing from other people besides me has just Man, it's, it's, it's just helped to know that other people are going through what you're going through. Other people have doubts and have worries, but the word instructs us to believe. Yes. So I'm going to take a moment here just to pray for all of us. God, I pray that you would give us hope, that you would, would give us confidence and assurance. Man, in the, in the times when we can't see, when doubt creeps in, God, to, con to continue to believe in you, and in what your word tells us, God, I pray that you would continue to help us to walk with you and to, and to be with you and, 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 to, and to know you, God, in a way that helps us to know that we can speak to the mountains in our life. And that if we don't have doubt in our heart, but believe, as you told Thomas, to stop doubting and believe, God, that you will answer and fulfill our prayers because that's what you do. So God, I pray that as we continue to pray over, over, man, these next 13 days, 
these next 14 days, God, even if we're going another week beyond that, Lord, that you would just fill our prayers with faith because prayer requires faith, Lord. And Lord, our faith and our hope and our trust is in you. And maybe you're watching today. Maybe you're the person that has doubted God. You've doubted, man, even who Jesus is, that he walked this earth, that he lived as we lived, that he would go to the cross for you, that he would care, that God would care enough to carry your sins. But we know that the word tells us in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting, would have eternal life. And that lets us know the type of God that we serve, the type of God for if you don't believe today, but you're saying, look, man, I, 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 I'm, I'm ready to leave doubt behind. If that's you and you're watching today and you're saying, look, not only do I want my prayers to be answered, but I know that I need a connection with God. We want to take just a moment here to pray with you and to help you to man, start a relationship with the Lord where your faith can be built up as well. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray together and I, I want you to pray with me and we're going to pray all across, man, those who are watching online and in our room, we're going to pray a prayer together of salvation so that you can be saved in this moment. So let's say this prayer together. Say, Lord, Lord I, thank you I thank you that you love me. That you love me. I thank you, I thank you that, you care about me. that you care about me. I thank you, I thank you for sending your son, for sending your son Jesus, Christ, Jesus Christ to die on the cross, on the cross for, my sin, for my sin and my shame, my shame and my guilt. my guilt. I repent today. And I choose to believe in you, and I choose to follow you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, look, if you prayed that prayer today, as we tell you, you are saved. You have a relationship with the Lord, and we want you to know that you have a church family who wants to come alongside of you and help you with that um, as well. And we're going to take just a moment here to give. If you're giving uh, from home, if you're watching us online, Thank you for listening to this message. If you want to hear more about this series or learn more about our church, check us out at cityheartjackson.com or follow us online at cityheartjxn.